0: Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here, we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast. I know it's been a while, but we are back and we are back with a Really, really special guest. Um, in my book, she is uh, one of the top. Um, and we were talking previously, and I got a little emotional about it. Her name is Dr. Hagit Berdyshevsky, if I'm connect- Okay, I did it correctly. Excellent. Um, she is a guest here today, and I hope that you know her. And if you don't, please do yourself a favor and find out who she is because there are people who are Schroth specialists who have worked with her and she has um, welcomed to, she has agreed to come on the podcast and talk about her journey with Schroth method, with scoliosis and with the people that she has impacted along the way. She is currently in Israel. Um, I know that she also teaches in New York
2: City uh, Dr. Hagit,
1: I would like to welcome you to the show.
2: Thank you very much, Teresa. It's my honor, and I, I'm really willing to speak about everything, answer any question, and help uh, help uh, grow the knowledge about how to treat scoliosis conservatively. Mainly, this is my area. I can talk about surgeries as well from vast experience but anything anything that will help uh, our community.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Would you share with us from the beginning, how did you get into this? What drove you to become a short Specialist?
2: Sure. So I was really lucky. I I, I want to say the whole career is, is, is about, yeah, it's also being lucky and, of course, uh, putting yourself and 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 seeking for for what you love to do and what you feel you can be good at and contribute i was working at the hospital for special surgery as my first job right after physical therapy school and the at this hospital head head because he already left the greatest i think one of the one of the great today the greatest back then a spinal scoliosis surgeon, Dr. Buachi, okay. who is a, um, um, he, he used to be, at the time that I worked there, he used to be the chair of the scoliosis research society, which I hope okay. everybody knows about this society. It's the, yeah. it's really the top of the umbrella of everything related to the guidelines and treatment of people with scoliosis. It's a, as a surgeon, uh, but also now physical therapist and autotist and who, whoever care for scoliosis. This is the organization to try to belong to. And re- so he was the head of that organization. Luckily, in the hospital that I was working, I developed interest for the spine more than hip or shoulder or hand. Um, I don't know how to explain exactly, but the spine was always a mystery because you can't really see inside. And I, I, I just, I just asked this doctor Boachi, who I knew about, to follow him, and then he have uh, his own foundation for complex spine surgeries in Africa, Ghana. I joined his foundation. I traveled there four times. I helped the children from all over Africa to to rehabilitate after complex spine surgeries. And and this is really, my path with scoliosis begins right there in 2009.
3: Okay. And And from
2: there, from there, um, you know, the doctors in Africa, they did the surgery. We, the physical therapists, rehabilitate them. But Dr. Buachi really, O- always mentioned that he doesn't want to operate on so many children and if something conservatively can be done ahead of time recognized uh, researched he would prefer to operate one child out of 10 and nine yeah. of them to try to solve conservatively and he he guided me and 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 supported me and led me towards reaching Education about conservative management,
1: and it just took off.
2: It just took off. I okay. immediately found the the, the schroth Clinic in Germany. Mm-hmm. which is the original, uh, uh, Katharina Schrott Clinic. I I didn't even think twice. I registered for the course there. It, it's a ten day course for physical therapists to become certified in the method. For the first time, really meeting patients, adolescents, primarily with scoliosis, treating them while learning about it and becoming certified first in the German method, later in the Barcelona scoliosis physical therapy school method with Dr. Rigaud, which I also feel very blessed to meet and follow his lead, become an instructor for the method america we are five instructors to the method in all united states wow uh, seeking okay um you know what actually i'm gonna take it back it's a statement that uh, i i used right when for bspts for the for that school the first school i was joining it's a we were five therapist uh, instructors now that I. Took apart part and opened my own with my partner scoliosis and spine online learning,
3: mm-hmm.
2: SSOL Schroth. We are also one, two, three, four. We are also five. Okay. So we have more now.
1: What's What's the difference between the Barcelona method and the Ketachina Schroth method, or
2: is there a difference? I've- Right. The the and and we also have now. I'm owning my own school, which is the SSOL Schrott. right? Yes, me and my partner Andrea Bell, um, and we have uh, great teachers. The, there is really no big difference. So any any patient that can find Barcelona school or another German school or SSOL Schrott school, as long as in my, they are all great short schools that okay. teaches, yes, a little bit nuanced a little bit more experience here, experience there, but we, we are pretty similar to each other.
1: Okay. Okay. And when did you open your school?
2: Um, Around 2000, I think 16 or 17.
1: Okay. Okay. And we have uh, a mutual friend. Dr. Beth Terranova she has was was and is sometimes one of your students and she comes and does guest appearances when you're in
2: New York. Um, right. Did
1: she did she study with you when since you've had your school? Do you know?
2: She studied with me before when I was part of BSPTS and okay. then she studied with me and actually helped me she's she's now in the level of really assisting courses she's high level Short mm-hmm. therapist, excellent short therapist, plus uh, all her qualities as a, a fitness instructor and physical therapist, and uh, yeah, many times she comes as a as a model and as a an assistant for the teaching.
1: And and you, so with your school, that's an online program that you have, but you
2: partially,
1: are partially. I'm sorry, partially the, okay.
2: The short The short courses, to become a certified, it's practical frontal courses. These are not online. The online are a lot of uh, webinars and educations that everyone can view, any patient or or healthcare provider, but not the course. The courses are, the short courses are frontal. Okay.
1: Okay and and how does it so do you also have clients that are one on one i mean we have this world of opportunity since covid um how does that work with you with your one on one clients do you okay. are you all yes. over the world or
2: share that with us please sure So right now I I have two locations. I live in Israel and I also come to New York and I have an apartment and studio there in the city. In Israel, this is my studio. As you can see, this is my wall bar and everything else. So I treat here one-on-one patients, adolescent and adult, pre-post-operation or non-operation almost every day, you know, a few hours a day. When I come to New York, usually it's ahead of time. My, my, I, I, I see patients there. I book them ahead of time. They know the dates. And I see patients in New York periodically. Okay. And the Zoom, as you said, the Zoom or telehealth, as we call it, is, is fantastic. It's actually really a call for patients It demands, you know, a little bit mastering, but I think everybody master now how to exercise in front of computer through COVID. Um, the instructions, if 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 a therapist and me, I I I I do it hours every day for three for three years already. So it's very easy for me. I can sense and actually I can zoom in and I can zoom out. Yeah, and I I'm I'm skilled. I don't want to say anything, but. You can be skilled in teaching the exercises through the computer very well. I just finished before I came to meet you. I had two Zoom with one with the United States and one with Taiwan, even.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. So people from all over the world, and it works. And generally, what I wanted to tell you when you told me that your daughter was treating for two years, the it is highly important, and that's why you can do it via Zoom. It is highly important that patients will learn in 10 to 20 sessions, even no more than that. Really make mm-hmm. sure, as an instructor, they learn all the exercise to practice at home by themselves yeah. and not dependent on a therapist. But of course some wants and they have the budget and they can all insurance cover then fantastic yeah. and you you can get as many sessions as you can it's always good yeah. to have one-on-one uh, but if not you have the recording at the end i always send the recording mm-hmm. and the the person is opening a file with all the recordings 10 sessions 20 sessions and repeat them every day. It's like you have a bank of short exercises, particularly to you.
1: Yeah, it, it's it, it sets t- it sets a foundation. Correct for them for 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 life. For practice, for life, and it's. Uh... Would you share with us some of the differences on how so somebody who uh, has scoliosis with a non fusion versus somebody who has of fusion, what are some of the differences in the exercises and how, what they can do and what they can do, what they shouldn't do. And yeah, could you elaborate
2: on that for us? Yeah, wow, we can do a whole webinar just on post-operative guidelines. Um, First, to say it really depends on the surgeon, preference, when to start the therapy and what to do in the therapy. Okay. If they know, most of them now, most surgeons know the short therapist community. So we have, let's say, I, I affiliated with Columbia University, and mm-hmm. we have a guidelines for post-operative. And the guidelines, though they are guidelines, but they are very, you know, it's, at the end it's individual to the therapist their skills their experience and the patient what type of uh, correction they had is it a lumbar fixation or thoracic fixation is it vertebral body tethering or is it fusion with screws there are little differences okay what um, then we also look what is what is the state are the, is the, is, the, is, the, is the patient 2 weeks Four weeks, two months, six months, we gradually increase core stabilization always in addition to the shrott. Okay. So it's very important to progress core stability and mobility, arms and squats, and lunges and walking, and you know, slowly increase the intensity and the strength. And regarding shrott. We need to to check what is the need. Usually the rib cage after the operation or before the operation was, we we, we had some concavities, some collapsed ribs, some now it's not immediately the ribs are open and expand. So all the expansion technique and the breath is similar for those who are not operated to those who are operated. We do the okay. same expansion, the same lengthening, uh, positions. You can use almost every position without uh, um, surgery for patients with surgery. Almost all the short exercises can be done post-operatively, but with a with a, with a a sense. I'm not going to pull somebody. You know, there's a lot of traction before the operation to lengthen the spine, to... Mm-hmm. to to prepare the spine for correction. Mm-hmm. Once you fused, anyway, we don't need to traction. We don't need to because you already you already fused. What's the point of traction? Now the point is more to stabilize the trunk. Okay. It, but if there is an if you been fused in the thoracic and the lumbar is free and the lumbar still need correction, then the lumbar. Area with a curve that was not fused will get the same exercises that someone without fusion. So it's very similar, mind opening, the, the therapists get the education, how to what to teach the patient. You sense the, the 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 phases of the recovery, but it's it you it's it's similar and individual for many other reasons.
1: Okay. And- so, this leads me to another question because I've heard this along the way when people have rods or even tethering and it breaks. The rods break or the wire from the tethering snaps. In your expertise, what would somebody do with that as a Schroff specialist? Uh,
2: do with what? when something like that happens it's back yeah
1: to the surgeon okay so it's so you're not okay okay yes that was that was my question because i i don't yeah i i i mean i hear these stories about these situations happening and i go very i go very dark with it because of my own journey um but I didn't know if there's something that as a Shroth specialist that you could still work with, even if it's broken.
2: So if you hear, if the, if the patient suspect, if they heard a popping, I I had a patient who, who went to the, to get uh, new denims, jeans, very Mm -hmm. tight jeans, just in the, in the fitting room, put on the jeans, heard a pop in the back and that was a, a, a breakage of actually a, a road. wow so yeah no no but it's not the you know when when the fusion is been done it's very stable spine it's mm-hmm. usually stable if something break it it's not the spine that breaks so right. it's not always even even it, it, there's no must there's not always pain involved in that but you heard something or you feel something. If there is any suspect, it's like a red flag, you refer back to the doctor. The doctor can say, hey, okay, I'm scheduling you in a month or I'm not sure, maybe next week. But the person is still living and moving around. So not for therapy. I think this is the time Mm -hmm. you take a a stop because you never Mm know what's happening the person is waiting for the operation they can they you know they're functioning okay but i wouldn't i wouldn't continue with the with therapy until i get the clearance from the doctor
3: okay okay
1: yeah it was just it was a question that i just thought about because i like i said i've heard many stories where people's the the rods break or the tethering you know the possibility of that to is there to break as well and i i'm not an expert in that department so that's why i'm
2: yeah 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 I'm if they <laughs> if the doctor say continue continue to exercise until we until we schedule you and the person mm-hmm. is you know they go to school I, i'm not sure the situation so it's very okay. individual
3: okay
1: okay we the
2: doctor.
1: okay would you um so you have patients that range from children to older adults correct would you sh- would you share with us some of your favorite stories of some of your patients without giving names, of course, or uh-huh. do you have a favorite story?
2: Um, I have, I have really my poster child, but she's not a child. She's an 87 year, 87 year old, maybe a little bit less. I don't want it. And uh, she's a woman. She's a woman from the Upper West Side. Who at the moment she was diagnosed was very on it to do the most and the best that she can do to help herself and avoid the surgery. That was about 10 years ago. Um, and the devotion, the, she sat, she set her, uh, her bedroom with already mattresses, one mattress for all the exercises lying on the back with all the rice bag and the poles and the marks where to put the legs. Everything's organized. And one mat, mat, not mattress, mat, for the exercises lying on the stomach and all the equipment. And she does the exercises like a 30-year-old. Very impressive. She exercises Seven days a week, seven days, maybe one hour, one and a half hours of the short exercises mm-hmm. she go on the floor eighty seven she does the supine with the belt and the traction and the rice bags and the poles. She is just super she will forever will be my role model for um, compliance, and that really. I want to say compliance is number one in success. Of course, there is a curve type, curve size, but I mean, everything, whatever the curve will go with that person being compliant to the treatment or to the, yes, so I I see her four times a week for 10 years now with Zoom. Zoom four times a week. And on time, amazingly. And she's she really made a difference in her body, muscularly, muscularly. We cannot change the bone at this age. Right, right. Muscularly holding herself better. And That's another wonderful. story yes. is, a, is a teenager, a teenager from New York City, was diagnosed. Around age 12, with a surgical candidate, um, curved 51 degree, okay, okay. was that 51, and the family saw about six doctors in the city, six second opinions, each one of them, of course, says operation, you are 12, you, uh, you have maybe a year and a half to grow, this is really going to get, it can get 70, yeah. 80. But the girl was a high athlete, and she's a very, very strong person, and the mother also a very supportive and I guess also in terms of the body image, it it was more like the double curve when your body okay. is still centered, not the hips and the pelvis okay. go to one side, which can distort your mind, and then you want the operation to yeah. to look. To look better, she had she looked good, but she had been careful. her her I don't know sixth opinion or seventh opinion recommended. Okay, you know what? Nothing to lose. Try the short method. Try bracing at fifty one degrees, and she did it. And I met her at HSS where it all just began. She was one of my first when Throat just arrived to New York City okay I, I i i again i don't want to speak about myself i'm speaking though the whole interview is about but i brought the the short metal to new york city it was not in the in the in in new york city or new york state for sure the city. so she was one of the first to receive a shot in in in, uh, in new york city and very devoted family the the combination the relationship between the family support and the child the relationship is so crucial for the success as much as compliance yeah and yeah and she went down from 51 to 30 30 very good she ended up growing correct with 30 degrees no surgery beautiful now she's 20 something year old got accepted to when she got to college she got accepted to high lead high league. Okay.
1: And it you you say that you brought it to New it wasn't in New York City. And I know that you know the Katechina Schroth um it's been around for like a hundred years.
3: Right.
1: And it didn't come into the States till two thousand
3: five.
1: That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Correct. Sorry. I mean, like, I wish we had had it when you know when I was diagnosed. It's been around for hundreds for a hundred years. So what's the excuse? But why do you think it took so long to get to the states, and 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 why were you the first to bring it to New York City?
2: Uh, there are two reasons. The more supportive reason is really because. To bring a method, especially to the United States, it's like you need an FDA approved. We yeah. don't need an FDA. There is no FDA for physical therapy, but you need a high level randomized control trials to okay. justify a method. And this was not exist. There were thousands of cases in Germany, particularly, you can. There are articles of hundreds and thousands of cases, good, successful. You open the book, you can see the success, and there are lots of papers. But there was no randomized controlled trial. Okay. And without that, the Scoliosis Research Society, I was talking about it before with Dr. Mm-hmm. Buaci you know, at the time that I pursued the short method, if you don't have that basically it was not enough the experience there is something to say about it but also and, and you know slowly when there is more experience there will be more papers and that's what we have now now we have enough satisfying high level randomized blinded controlled trials are very important so this method is supported by the surgeons who come to our conferences, even, and okay. we are a team right now, it's a beautiful team in the United States. And if That's someone you. encounter a surgeon, a scoliosis specialist, I always say to my patients and to my students that come from the Middle West, the Middle East, and they say that our surgeon never heard about shrug, never heard about the bracing. If they don't, and you introduced it, and they are washing it off, I'm sorry, look for another person. Go for another, fly to New York yep. City, get your treatment, you don't need a lot. You will need once a year follow up with a good team supporting the whole yeah. circle of conservative method built from the surgeon, the orthotist, the physical therapist, maybe whatever you need, but everyone working together. Yeah. So that was one reason. Second reason, it didn't come. Europe, Europe versus United States, it's always, you know, it it's not. And the surgeons, at the beginning, I had a lot of um, antagonism from the surgeons. I work at Hospital for Special Surgery, which okay. is the number one hospital in the United States for orthopedics. And they, 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 they were, they... They were apprehensive, and they they also were afraid that we will declare that you can correct the curves and not have surgery or steal their patients to the conservative. Yeah. I understand it as well. I understand it because I can, you know, now that I I release instructors, and sometimes I see false statements coming on the internet We can correct your spine. This is the whole talk by itself. We can correct your spine. uh, Doing things that are really not in line with what we teach. We are Mm an agent to the patient. Agent to the surgeon. We follow. I follow the guidelines of the SRS. I'm not trying even to go against or declare something. Yeah. So there were reasons. I guess there were reasons.
1: It's yeah, it's a very interesting subject because I've talked with, Beth and I spoke about this and I've talked with other people about it, you know, and if the surgeon says, if they don't, if they're not even open to hearing about trauma, then it's not,
3: a, it's not about the patient. And correct. it should be about the correct. patient.
2: Correct, correct. And, and that's... That,
3: the
1: the yeah,
2: patient and should be sensitive enough that. Yeah. And that that hurts. That hurts. That hurts. Listen, when I came to HSS, I, I I'm I'm a pursuer, I'm a I'm a high pursuer, I'm coming from an Israel country. I was a tank commander. I was the first uh, uh, tank uh, lieutenant in the Israeli army. And kidding me? Are you gonna tell me that I cannot tell a patient that they need a brace? And particular brace, because really the Rigo Chanel brace at that time, the uh, Boston brace didn't do the 3D dimension. And the Rigo brace was is still the brace that very um, uh, fit fitting what we're doing. But now there are many other braces that are doing a great job. And I said, I'm sorry. I learned and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the information and the uh, and surgeons at the beginning were hesitant, la la la. But if you are if you are um, confident in your own skin as a surgeon and as a therapist, yeah, we had a match. And I work with great people at HSS. Yeah,
1: Hagit, I I cannot say enough how much of a gift you are.
2: Oh no, thank you.
1: I just I. like I said before I'm gonna I'm you transfer but your passion is so strong and uh before we started this conversation we were talking and I was getting emotional because my story is so different and I wish that I had you on my journey
3: because then maybe
1: I wouldn't have had surgery um and it was a very different time when you know parents didn't know how to the resources weren't there, um, but you are such a gift and i I can't say that enough because you have taught so many people, and i've seen you on instagram, and your your passion when you talk about it through the breath and opening up and just what? your 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 gestures and you know your discipline and your strength and your voice is
2: a you know, I feel I feel I really it's like oh, it's it's a it's a meditation of correction. Yeah.
1: But you're you're it's a meditation of correction, but it's also the kindest force that you Correct. can give a patient. Correct. Who needs the information and the discipline and the knowledge and you give that with such respect for that person
2: um, thank you thank you I really love I I, I love the people I yeah, love that's obvious people. that's obvious and if you right and, and it's an art it's an art but it's it, the person yes the people that come uh, it, it, that's what's important to connect with yeah. everybody and deliver the hope through your hands and your voice and your calmness and your education because yeah you know we all need we we all need a hope or something to look forward and and know that you're doing something for yourself
3: and and you you do it beautifully i thank you it does it doesn't
1: I I cannot express how you do it. What I can say is if you do not follow Dr. Hagit on Instagram, go, because you will see her passion bleeding through the screen in her voice. (laughs) Is there anything else? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Today, on this episode of the T3
3: Fit Scoliosis podcast? Um, I'm trying to think. Listen,
2: uh, just something that comes to my mind is if any, you know, um, free screening or screening for patients is used to be mandatory in schools. Mm-hmm. In our age, I don't know how it was in the United States, but for sure, even in Israel and Europe, and we know about it. Every child, every year, will bend over. The nurse in school will take a or just look and observe if you see. The forward bending test is a clinical, simple test that every mother can do. Basically, just having her child stand and bend forward and mm-hmm. checking levels okay bending forward all the way down as as far as they can and checking and if you see something don't wait because unfortunately i get everywhere it's 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 everywhere everyone around the world people come first diagnosed with 40 and 50 degrees but these 50 degrees didn't come overnight. Yeah. It started a year ago, two years ago or more. So if someone was looking, look at your children, make an effort once every half a month, ask your, your girl to stay with the brine and pants, and have her mm-hmm. bent forward, especially if you know that there is a history in your family. You can, if everybody along your village, your city, your community, somehow, children, because it's really a shame. It's a it's a time bomb if you don't treat it before the spine finishes growing at age 15, 16, basically you lost the window of opportunity.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that window from age 10 where where, where it's usually comes, idiopathic scoliosis, adolescent, come at age 10 and it's until age 15, 16 or whatever you finish growing. This window of opportunity is for the rest of their life. So
3: promote screening
2: everywhere. A fitness instructor, make a screening day in your Pilates clinic, in your New York sports club something to yeah. check children in school in ballet in, in gymnastics
3: to save them to help them
2: yeah because because the treatment for scoliosis is not something that it's so so easy and children can have you know better start rather than going through things later
1: yeah and it's it's when they learn how to do it it becomes second nature because
2: and catch it while it's it's catch yeah. it when it's the beginning nighttime bracing today supporting nighttime bracing, when it's 15 degree 20 degree not when it's 35
3: yeah yeah good dr hagit
1: i would like to thank you with huge open arms and say thank you thank you so much for being a guest on the t3 fit scoliosis podcast um there are a list of places where you can find dr Hageet, all of which i will mention uh one of them is instagram which we spoke about briefly shroth new york city is her handle she also has a website shroth new york she also has the scoliosisandspineonlinelearning.com website. And she also has a Facebook page, which is Schroth, New York City. And she has multiple uh, videos on YouTube as well. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to reach out to her. If you have just been diagnosed, Reach out to Dr. Hageet, reach out to anybody, pull your resources and ask your questions and get empowered. And we are there to support you and to help you. And Dr. Hageet is a gift to all of us. So I would like to say thank you. I would like to say thank you once again. Um, Thank you for being.
0: If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.